Okay, today is December 4th, uh, 2019, and we're joined by the Ozark granny chick, Sands One Tara Ludwig, uh, who couldn't join us today. Um, and we'll mention her as we go on. But first, ladies, what I'd like to do is just have you uh, go around, introduce yourself, uh, tell us how long you've been playing music here in Mountain View at, and at the park here at the Ozark Folk Center, and then also what it means to you in a larger term to have the opportunity to do this here in Mountain View and uh, here at the Ozark Folk Center. Pam, let's start with you. Okay, thanks, Darren. Uh, my name is Pam Setzer, and I started playing in Mountain View when I was five years old with my parents. I've played here at the Ozark Folk Center since it opened in 73, and uh, I've always had a love for the Folk Center, a love for the mission here of preserving the old-time music. So I would say that is, and all the people I have met that have played here over the years has been worth so much in my life. My name is Kay Thomas, and uh, I moved up to Mountain View in 1968, and it was because of the music. Um, there were there were people from Mountain View had come to Little Rock, where I was from, and they perform uh, the Rack and Sack would perform at the Art Center, and I loved that kind of music. And uh, my dad played the fiddle a little bit, and uh, I just grew up uh, liking the old time music, and um, I started playing here in '73, and. Um, uh, it's I'm like Pam. The people have meant a great deal to me. It's just been wonderful. Uh, the people we've gotten to play with and people we've gotten to know. It's been music is such a social thing here, and Folk Center has been a wonderful vehicle to to carry that. Uh, you know, not only the history, but to give people a venue to play like that. All right, Crystal, I'm going to get that a little closer to you there. Okay, because I was worried they wouldn't hear me. <laughs> okay, so I'm Crystal McCool, and I'm not originally from Mountain View. I'm originally from South Arkansas, um, Gurdon, and but I've been coming to Mountain View. They've been playing here since 73, but I've been coming here since the late 70s, just back and forth on the weekends. My family had a band, and Dad would drop us off on the weekends. We weren't playing shows in Mountain View, and we'd come up here and pick and grin for free when people wouldn't play, <laughs> pay us to play. And um, then I got to coming up here um, in the 90s. In, in 1990s, I started coming up here on my own, um, you know, got a driver's license and all that good stuff and, and a vehicle that ran. And I would come back up and forth, back and forth every weekend. And I was teaching in Little Rock and trying to stay awake on Monday morning after getting back in late <laughs> Sunday night. And But by Friday, I was raring and ready to go again and come back and do the same thing over and over again. I got to thinking, wow, this is crazy. Why don't I just move to Mountain View? And um, so we did. We moved up here, and we've raised both of our children here, and uh, both of them grew up on stage right here at the Vozart Folk Center. And we've played here since um, 2000. We came on in 2000, so we've been here on and off with different groups, and as the kids have grown in and out of their groups since 2000. And as far as I'm concerned, my great love of the Folk Center springs from the fact that I felt like I just never had that growing up. I was in a, in a rural area that just didn't have very many pickers around, and we just so looked forward to coming to the Folk Center and, and to the square, and people were just everywhere to play with. You know, that just didn't happen back home. And the old-time music, I, I had grown up in bluegrass, 
I didn't know a whole lot about old time. I didn't know anything about old time, to be honest. I thought I did, but I didn't. <laughs> and um, so, of course, growing up playing fiddle, only old time I knew was the old fiddle tunes. I didn't realize that was enough because that's kind of where it all stems from. But I, I have loved it ever since we've gotten here. I've become more immersed in the old time um, music since I've been here. And I've learned a lot for somebody who knew so much when she got here. So, um, <laughs> but I love it. I love it here. And we should also mention uh, Tara Ludwig, who's not here. Now yes. she plays banjo in the group. Yes. And do, do any of you know sort of her background and history coming up here over the years? Well, she played with her dad and her sister as the Bill Sky family. And that's when I first met them and they started coming here would you say it was in the 90s, 80s? I think it was the 80s. Maybe mm -hmm. late 80s. Mm -hmm. They would come here and perform at the Folk Center. So that's that was my first introduction to Tara. And uh, then later she came on and she played in Leatherwoods for a few years um, until she kind of got married and had her children and then uh, didn't play around here much until the last couple of years when we formed uh, Ozark Granny Chicks. I think she grew up around Newark. I think so, yes. And she talks a lot about uh, a grandfather mm -hmm. that was instrumental in, in uh, her love of old-time music. Well, the one common thread I hear from all of you and just your initial remarks there was the community yes. uh, aspect of what this place means to you and in, in the larger scope of things, Mountain View and, and Stone County. I don't want to say everything happens here at the Folk Center, that would be uh, a little bit short-sighted because the Mountain View as a whole uh, has always been a, a great draw for folks uh, music-wise. Um, <clears throat> and I think um, it's safe to say uh, when you guys formed the group, you each knew of the specific talents that each of you had. Each of you knew there was a, a deep love for the music. Uh, and I'm guessing it probably wasn't too hard when you initially sort of decided to get together to come up with some songs. I imagine it clicked pretty fast. Very fast. As a matter of fact, kind of the way we came about, um, I had asked Tara to do a uh, fundraiser for the Committee of 100 in Conway. And so she uh, said yes, and then Kay Thomas happened to be there, and we got her to get, come up and do a few and we thought, gosh, this was so much fun. Individually, we actually all have played with in Leatherwoods. But that combination had never actually been together. So um, from there, we decided to get together and work out some tunes. And we asked Crystal to come on board to play bass. And uh, Tara came up with our name. So Was there any... Uh Push back on that. I mean, you're instantly aging yourself with the title. I mean, none at all. We think it makes us all younger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're all grannies and we're all chicks. So. That's right. Right. The chick part. Sold the chick us part. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part that we it's like. It's a nice juxtaposition, maybe a little yeah. bit. Yes. The terms there. But yes, as far as working up stuff, because we were all familiar with a lot of different uh, songs and. And we love the, the three-part female harmony. We love that. And, and actually, when Leatherwood started, you know, it was three-part female. So we love doing that And together. so the instrumentation sort of on a larger scale is, Pam, you pretty much sing, sing of course, uh, guitar and dulcimer. 
Uh, Kay, you'll sing dulcimer as well, right? And some fiddle, right? Uh, Crystal, you'll sing and play bass. And then Tara, also vocals and mostly banjo. Mostly banjo. Mm -hmm. um, as far as uh, you mentioned, everybody sort of played in the Leatherwoods kind of at one point or another. And that's one thing I've noticed. If you sort of look back over the history here, when I go back and look at photos or we go through the archives, you can see if you, know, you could just take one person, let's just say it was you, Pam, and then watch if you were to make a sort of visual representation around it, you could see just different people start to circle around you and form different bands. And the same with UK and, and you as well, Crystal. And so that, again, just speaks to the depth of the musicianship here and the community. And that's why I guess it was just easy for this group to get together. Oh, yes. And and we all um, we all loved each other as friends. So, you know, when you play music together, it makes you get together and visit with those people and spend time with them. And that was one of our main reasons, too. It you was. Know. It's you cheap know, therapy. Cheap <laughs> therapy. That's right. You yeah. don't want to lose track of know, each other. Granny chicks need a lot of therapy. Now, do you guys... Yeah. <laughs> good. Yes, and we Yeah, could. I was just going to say, well, yeah. we'll is, that, is that part of the thing? So when you rehearse, is it a dinner, you know, at somebody's house? Oh, Maybe it gets together? For sure, snacks. Food, yeah. Yeah. Always, food. always food. Always. Always yeah. food and fun. And, you yeah. bet. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask some specific questions about some of the tunes in, in your set. Um, but I wa also want to just talk about some of the larger sort of things that I'm curious about. And I'll ask, start with you here on this, Kay. Uh, as you mentioned, you've been here since the early 70s, uh, since the park opened. Um, and you've seen sort of how the community and how the park have sort of grown together and maybe had a, a peak in, you know, the late 70s and 80s. And then over the years, the ebb and the flow of people coming in and the popularity of the music and, and all those sort of things. Um, and when you look at it today, uh, what do you see as the draw for younger folks who you might want to say, this is something worth your while? Well, I'm, I will say this. I'm, I'm really pleased that there are so many younger people that are that are playing music and keeping the music alive because that's that was the mission of the of the park, um, and, and I I, uh, I I think that uh, for all of us or the or you know the ones that started early uh, that that's that's the the most important thing I can think of. I know the younger people are gonna they're gonna add their own uh, life to this. Uh, the music's not static. You know, it's it's always but the people that came before us. Uh, were shaped by the times that they lived in, uh, the opportunities or lack of opportunities that they had. Um, we came along uh, learning things from them. The younger people that are coming in today are learning things from some of us. And so the the whole ball of wax just uh, keeps going, and that's what you hope, that it'll remain vital. And uh, it looks, it, to me, it looks like it will. There was a time before um, uh, before we had music roots, to tell you the truth, um, and, and I was one of the ones that that didn't think that it would ever, you couldn't, you could hardly get a child to come here to the craft grounds, uh, let alone play music. Um, and there were just very few people. Pam may remember there were a few people who played a little, little bluegrass, you know, but it, you could count them on one hand that were young people. 
and uh, when they started uh, talking about the Music Roots program and, and uh, the Committee of 100 and the Bluegrass Association and all the people that sponsored it, um, I thought, well, that'll never go anywhere. You'll never get them interested in that at all. And I'm, I just stand uh, corrected and delighted that, that that has come on so strong and, and the kids just picked it picked it up you know they're like sponges and uh they've they've loved it i think they've they have revitalized the music uh for mountain view in so many ways you know it's easy to look back i'm guilty of this like we all are of a certain generation and you look back and say well it's never going to be like it was or back in the old days that was the the best it ever was and it'll never be like that again and i know when i started working here and coming here and speaking with folks and trying to bring some new life into things and bring the park into modern times, but still keep a, a foot and a half back in the old days. That was a difficult conversation to have with people. And, you know, it's not, it's not 1973 anymore. So I'm just curious, and you can speak to this too, Pam, but I want to ask you, Kay, how do you, um, how do you s not take that sort of view on things and embrace what's happening today? It's hard to do it sometimes. It is hard, and I've struggled with it a little bit because, the again, the people that I remember are, are were very local people preserving local music at the time. So I, a part of me wants to wants to keep that and stay right there. I don't want to see the music lost in any way, the, the old-time music. Um, but I, over time, uh, I, I've grown to uh, uh, realize that it, it didn't stay the same for them, and it's not going to stay the same in the future. And if you want to keep it alive, it has to be incorporated uh, to, to some extent into the, the music of the day. And uh, I, I think uh, I think that is a struggle. It's just a struggle from uh, perhaps age, uh, the age that you played in, um, and and then watching it now. But the thing that heartens me is to is to is to watch the the kids. Yes, they have they have uh, uh, newer things and newer ways that are that are put into the music, but they're still they're still playing old Joe Clark, and they're yeah. still they're right. still singing ballads, yeah. and they're still they're still doing the music, which but. It wouldn't be that way were they were they not, you know. Pam, how about you? How do you struggle uh, well, with that? I'm I'm like Kay. I mean, it it is because the good old days were the good old days, but it doesn't mean that these days aren't good. I think it's some of it is the people and the times and what we shared that we just treasure those memories, you know. But I'm like Kay. I was a young person, and then there were several people involved, and then there was this span where there were no young people. And you got to have young people to carry it on. And and so it is a joy to see them. And they, I think it's a good mix because you still have some old-timers like us. <laughs> and Some granny chicks. Some, some granny, granny chicks. chicks. And, you know, that can still provide some of that, but then you have – a younger that can blend in with that. So, you know, you've got to keep that moving forward. Crystal, you can speak to this really well. Uh, since you were here, you came on obviously a, a little bit later in the, in the timeline uh, and added your own uh, flavor and style to what you do here. As you mentioned, probably a little bit more of a bluegrass background. 
but your daughter, Lily Ann, uh, unquestionably is one of the finer young musicians here in Stone County. There's no two ways about it. That's right. I agree with that one. Well, well, go ahead because she's (laughs) won some banjo competitions and I've seen her myself over the past uh, five or six years really just grow into an incredible musician. And I'll I'll say this, when you start talking about the old timers and then the young kids coming up, my daughter literally grew up. Well, I was pregnant on stage playing Mm -hmm. with Pam. You were. Leaving the stage having to throw up because I was so sick during shows. I hope they got that on the radio. (laughs) We'll get that in. I remember those very well. Um, Yeah, I've heard a thousand people come back and tell me they were there the night I threw up. But (laughs) that that thing didn't even hold, what, 50 good? Anyways, um, she, uh, she has grown up watching Pam and listen to these old songs. And she'll tell you to this day. We we go to Pickens and everything. She's like, do airship, do airship. You know, one of her favorite songs ever. Um, when my husband and I married, and when Lillian was born, um, "Red as the Rose" that Pam did that was being played, and Lillian loves those Beautiful songs. Beautiful song. So yeah. here's the, here's here's my take on that. Um, having two, not just one, because my my son also grew up in the Music Roots program. He played um, having two children, having grown up in Music Roots program that both of my children have gotten a real good and firm grasp of what the old time sound was like. And they both play it well. But they also love to throw, as youngsters do, their spin on things. Sure. And um, they love that too. But now Lillian will be real quick to tell somebody if they start trying to play Red as the rose too fast. That's not how that goes because, you know, she's heard it her whole life. So there's that, there's that, there's that pull, pull along the old and push in the new always. And, and music should be that way. Um, everything that they play, I'll promise you, uh, as long as I've known them, that's how it's always been done. But I'm sure before them it was something else. A lot of the tunes that um, Leanne has researched and pulled out to play with Twang, like um, um, trying to think of that one song that she does, uh, but she it was an old song back in England, and she's like, you know, this song has been around t- since the 1600s. She's looked it up and researched the the lyrics on it, and people were singing it way back when. And now she's doing, it, and she'll be the first one to tell you when she gets up there. I know this is not how they used to do it, but they didn't have any recordings of it back then, and it's grown and it's. But we're still doing the songs. And so that's what's important. I think that's important to keep any history alive is to remember where it was and to go on from there. That's the only way to keep it alive. Otherwise, it becomes a museum. It becomes stagnant. Nobody wants any part of it. Um, But if you can always look back and kind of pull it along with you while you're going forward, I think it'll always be there. I don't think we'll lose it. What are some of the outside or more modern influences you hear in what she does, just musically speaking? What kind of other stuff does she listen to that maybe works its way into her sound? Oddly enough, my child is kind of weird. She really likes the old stuff, and she listens to it and studies it a lot. She also likes, um, and you will find this all humorous because we're old-time musicians, but she likes, like, the songs from the 50s and 60s, mm-hmm. the new stuff. You know, <laughs> she, she she likes um, old swing from the 40s and 30s, but it's still 
to us new stuff. You know, we consider that the new stuff. But she has um, really gotten um, deeply seated in those older styles of music. She loves swing. She loves jazz. She listens back. Um, she's she's become a big fan of some of the earlier, like, flapper music and stuff like that. She just loves that. She's even worked out dance routines to go along with some of their sets where they're getting out on the side and doing the Charleston and everything else. I'm, I'm like, well, I never thought I'd see that up here. But so, <laughs> and I'm sure other people are like, wait, that's not really old time. But they're keeping that music going. And I'll say another thing on that is these kids, they're more mobile than we are. They're going places all the time. They're going to other states and stuff. We travel constantly with Lillian, letting her go to different camps and everything, is taking the music from here and sharing it other places. That's been a huge thing for us. Um, we got to present at Bean Blossom. We got to present Stone County, Arkansas tunes at Bean Blossom. And that was so much fun to be able to take what we do here locally and we hear all the time just about every show or every jam you're in you're going to hear these songs and go someplace that has never heard them before and play it and you know people love it so i i don't think you can say that um it's a hard sell because when you get it out there and other people hear it they love it too the radio program i hear people talk about that all over, you know, we go to other places and we've handed out the little stickers and people come back to us next year where they're like, oh, we've been listening to that. They love it. I don't think, I think this music was made by the people for the people and we're still people, so mm -hmm. we still like it. That's the definition of folk music. Yes, yes. I agree. Right? Well, the technology, that's, that's, she touched on that and, uh, and that's something that's so unbelievable. We're more affluent today. Our, our technology is, whether you like it or not, you can't deny it. And and the kids hear everything. You know, they you have you have access to all kinds of uh, roots music around the world, and uh, I don't think you can discount that. As far as it's it's like a long time ago, if you had uh, uh, a radio, I've heard um, uh, Pam's dad, uh, Tommy Simmons, talk about how people in the community down on Red River, oh, there was a one radio. Everybody would come up, and they it was that was a happened to be a fight, but they'd stand outside. They couldn't get in the house to listen to the radio. Radio was the new technology at the time when we grew up. It was a lot of television lot and things that were yes. and, and just look how technology has exploded and what you have access to. It's it is bound to uh, influence you. It cannot help but influence you whatever generation you were in when that technology comes along. That's right. All right. I'm going to ask you kind of a wild card question here. So, Kay, I'll start with you. Uh, if you could go back in time and pluck one personality or performer or somebody that's no longer with us uh, and have them appear on stage, uh, who would that be? Who do you think people today would just get a huge kick out of seeing that they haven't had the opportunity to oh my goodness uh, i i just when you asked me the question i had a uh, a series of uh, <laughs> of faces yeah. run, run through my uh run through my head um uh gene was one of them and uh, uh i think gene jennings, uh, gene Pam's jennings mother. yes uh, that people haven't haven't uh, seen her of course in, in a long time now ain't ollie gilbert was just uh, to me was just wonderful to uh to watch she was so um the the genuine article you know she was so unaffected um by uh, 
whatever was going on. She was, she would just, she would just sing. She kind of reminded me, uh, both of them in a way of Mother Maybell Carter. You know, so they they just simply did what they did uh, without uh, pretense, uh, pretense at yeah. all. And uh, I, you know, I I almost feel guilty. Uh, there's so many, so many other people, the 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 Fate Morrison, the fiddle, some of the old fiddlers that were around here, uh, that that to me would be delightful. And and boy, wouldn't they be surprised? Some of them would be surprised at the <laughs> technology we have today. What about you, Pam? Well, I would. Um, uh. Definitely have to say I'd love to see my mom, of sure, course. Sure, And Aunt Ollie, I was fortunate. We lived just, I could see Aunt Ollie's house from our house. So as a young girl, I would go and spend the day with her. And she taught me songs like Roving Gambler and different things. And um, she had all of her songs on a roll of Addy Machine tape. And as a young girl, sometimes I would sit with her as we traveled, and I would look and I'd say, Aunt Ollie, sing this one. Well, any song I named, she could sing it. Now, if she made up words, I didn't know it, but she sang it. So she was very unique. Uncle Floyd Holland, um, he always had this funny song, and he was a little bitty man, and uh, Susie licked the ladle. Uh, yes. And Book Miller and Lonnie, Book Miller Shannon and Lonnie uh, Avey. Yeah, so Book Miller was just a large figure. Oh, uh, and um, characters. They were, you know, so... I'm like, hey, there's there's so many, but those are ones I guess that that stand out. What about me. you, Crystal? Well, unfortunately, I didn't know any of them except Miss Jean, and I. That was a lady above all standards, right there. I mean, she just she fitted on everything from cooking to singing to playing, <laughs> all of it. She was she was just the real deal. Um, but from my neck of the woods, yeah, because that's all I can really pull back on that. Uh, my uncle Bud Black wasn't really my uncle, but he's everybody's uncle. Um, he taught me my first fiddle tune, um, which he was, was? <laughs> Ragtime Annie, of course. <laughs> and uh, but he was a larger than life fella and always had those uh funny songs. Reminds me a lot of um, Melon and all them fellas, they, they just kind of craziness, but he had all the silly songs. Um, but he, he was so much fun on stage, and I was real fortunate when I was little. I got to grow up kind of my dad and them all on the band together, and we would go to shows and stuff, and I wasn't I, – I could remember being so shy on stage. Um, imagine that. Wait, did you <laughs> no. say shy, Crystal? <laughs> oh, listen. Oh, my I goodness. I was just a little kid, you know, when I started. I was short, too, and my, uh, my dad and Uncle Bud, they would get on either side of me, and we'd be playing or whatever. I'd be playing a song, and I'd back up from the microphone, and my I, my head fit right about underneath the, the arch of my dad's guitar, and he would just duck walk me <laughs> and push me right back up in there and block me in, him and Uncle Bud would make it where I couldn't escape, and I wouldn't know, you know, by, I'd play songs like Chicken Reel, and 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 the crowd would get to laughing, and I'd be like, "Oh, they're laughing at me," you know. And I was just about in tears, and and I didn't know the whole time back behind me, Uncle Bud was doing the the chicken neck and <laughs> goot scooting across the stage, and I didn't know it. But he had that way of just bringing everybody into the show, whether you liked the music or not. And I, I loved that about him. Um, he he came to Mountain View a few times right before he passed away, but he had never really been here. Um, other than that, um, but I loved him. Um, I have to say, if I could bring somebody back and watch somebody that I've never seen, I would. I would love to have seen the Carter family live. 
that just to me they're oh, just yes. the epitome of it all right uh, kind of where it all really it, it's not so much where it started but it was where it first started getting spotlighted and i love that i would love to have been a part of that i think i missed my time i think i was <laughs> should have been then but no wow. one you're now yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's some great memories mm-hmm. there's some great memories i know uh some of those performers you mentioned and some of those things, I think we're going to end up, Mark's going to hear those and we're going to go back in the archives and see what we can oh, dig up be awesome. on some of that, that stuff. Would be great. Okay. So <clears throat> moving forward uh, to sort of modern times and what you guys are doing now, I'd like to ask folks in a group, tell me about a, a song again. I'm going to ask you a question and there's many answers, but do as best as you can to think of one in particular. And we'll start with you, Pam. Uh, in in your set, tell me a tune that you really, when you look down at the set list and you're like, oh, good, I'm glad we're doing this one now. Wow, that is hard because I really love so many different things. One that we have kind of brought back that I used to sing when I was young is Barbara Allen, which is a very, very old ballad. And uh, my mom always wanted me to sing that song, but it has a lot of verses because it tells a story. And I'd always say, oh, that's just, they're going to throw something at me. But we do it very unique where we, Crystal bows the bass and, and it's just I don't know, it makes it a really neat sound. And then Kay and Tara come in and sing harmony with me on parts of it. So there's a lot that I love, but I guess that one, um, I'm really proud that we've, we're have we doing it again. Okay, what about you? Well, there's an example that Pam just mentioned. There's an ancient song that's been rearranged. And, and so, again, it becomes uh, more maybe relevant for today by the, by the arrangement, but it's uh, still hanging on to those roots. Uh, one of the ones that I've uh, uh, enjoyed this year, mainly because of the, the uh, other uh, chicks, uh, is uh, uh, Jacob's Ladder. And we do that one a cappella, but a lot of times when we get ready to, to put a song in there, Pam, some, somebody will say, oh, do Jacob's Ladder. We Let's love do that it. one because we, yes. we have fun doing that, and the harmonies are so... Uh, beautiful on it and uh, you know I, I heard that years ago on a Ken Burns special it was on the Civil War special and it's, it was a, um, a you know, black spiritual and uh, it, it just uh, when I heard it it just it, it never left me as far as, as being a wonderful uh, wonderful uh, tune so we worked that up and uh, that's been a lot of fun to do so I've enjoyed that this year good Crystal I have to say one of my favorite songs that we do is Johnny has gone for a soldier. I just, oh, I love that I one love too. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I love anything that has kind of that minor modal sound. I'm just drawn to that. Um, Cause you don't hear that a no, lot in old time. No. And I, I just, I love it. It's probably pulls back to my bluegrass roots and maybe that's why I like it so much, but I, I just really, really love that sound. And I love the message in the song because and, and Kay always does a really good job of explaining before um, we do the song, you know, that that's just kind of a timeless theme. People are always leaving to go off to fight and, and some of them not coming back. And some of those, um, Things that we get today, and I, I didn't even realize until I started studying old-time music, uh, like the, the the coin that would be split in half. You know, you get those necklaces, our best friend necklaces where they fit together. That, that stemmed from that time period when people would leave for war, and you wouldn't know when they were coming back, and people would come back not looking nearly like they left, 
for better or for worse, probably worse. But anyways, and and that was a way to kind of say, yes, it is me. You know, they they held on to that. And I, I love, I love the themes of these songs that they're talking about. But I, that one I, I particularly like because it does pull back into that minor modal sound. Now, I, am I remembering correctly, you guys do Traveling the Highway Home? Yes, Tara, Tara. leads Tara. out on that. Which, right. Her banjo playing shines, and oh, she's her great voice. Yes. That's a great one. And, and another one that's so great for her is banjo picking girl oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. she is a banjo picking girl. She is. So uh, that's one of my favorites oh, that she does too. too. Yeah, and she judged uh, the banjo contest a few years here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tara did. Yeah, and when it's funny, I just have a memory of, <clears throat> you know, a lot of times when you guys are performing here and I'm walking backstage in the middle of a set or something and I hear traveling the highway home, the melody is uh, very similar to Mountain Dew. And so I'll, you guys will be singing that song, and I'll be walking the other way singing a lyric from Mountain, Mountain Dew, Dew, right? Have you ever noticed that? You need to combine. <laughs> Travel on the highway and Mountain, Mountain Dew. Dew. That'll get you pulled over. Yes, <laughs> that could get you in trouble. Yeah. Um, I've never thought of that, Darren. I'm going to listen though. to that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's something about it just reminds me. I think the chords are probably similar, and I think the melody... Uh, is is close. close. Yeah. Well, you've messed us up now. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, it's been fun visiting with you guys. Uh, thanks for coming in and taking some time to talk. I love sharing these old memories, mm-hmm. some of the old stories, and just continued success, everyone. Thank you. Well, thank you thank for you. having us, Darren. Thanks.